If you would take your Bibles to John chapter 17. John chapter 17, we've been going through the Gospel of John, and uh, somebody asked me this morning what um, I thought I was going to go through next after we were done with John, and I asked him, you really think we're going to finish the Gospel of John (laughs) anytime soon? And um, we've been going through it now. This is um, our second year. I think we're going to get it done um, by the end of this year, by the things I have scheduled out, but... um, and uh, but we've been going through, and we come to chapter 17 in Jesus' priestly prayer. And last time we looked at Jesus praying for himself there in verses 1 through 5. And, and as we come to verse number 6, he transitions in his prayer to now pray for his disciples. Pray for his disciples. The reality is, as you look at Jesus' ministry with these now 11, since Judas is now gone, Um, Jesus has been preparing them and training them for this time. He's been telling them, listen, my hour has not yet come. And now we saw last week in, in John chapter 17, he says, as he's praying to the Father, my hour has come. And what he's talking about is it's now time for him to go to the cross and die for the sins of the world. And so he's been preparing and training uh, these men to continue on the ministry that he was doing in his earthly ministry. And he's told them, listen, you're going to go on and you're going to do great things for me. But he wants them to be ready to do the work. And so he's, he's preparing them and he's training them. And we see that a little bit here in this passage of scripture. And so let's pray and jump right in. Father, we thank you for the grace, Lord of God. And I, I thank you for the beautiful picture of your blessings in our life and the table of grace that we just heard. I thank you for all of the songs that point us to Jesus Christ. And I'm so grateful for the gospel and the salvation that is found through Christ. And I pray if somebody is here today that has never accepted Christ as their Savior, may today be that day in their life. But Lord, for those of us that are believers, I pray we would be challenged in our faith and strengthened, Lord, as we desire and seek to serve you here in this world that we live in. Lord, work in our hearts and use your word now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In verse number six, he tells them, I have manifested thy name, as he prays to the Father, I have manifested thy name unto the men which thou gavest me out of the world. Thine they were, and thou gavest them me, and they have kept thy word. So Jesus is talking about the disciples that God had given him uh, while he was here. And these are the men that are going to be the foundation of the church. These are the men that are going to preach um, the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so you hear, you read in Acts and in the New Testament about the apostles' doctrine and, and uh, them taking what Jesus taught them and now beginning to establish the church and then the apostle Paul coming along and then planting churches and uh, going on to the days in which we live in today. But I want you to see number one, as Jesus is, is training them and preparing them, notice he says, I have manifested So we see the manifestation of God or God's name. I have manifested thy name unto the men which thou gavest me out of the world. Jesus' first priority is for these men to see God. And not just to see God, but to know God and to learn about him. Hey, listen, if if we're going to be doing the ministry of God, shouldn't we know him? I mean, if we're going to be doing the work of God that he's called us to do, that he's put us forth, shouldn't we know God? 
Now, we, last week we talked about the, the extremes that we as a church and we as society kind of, kind of run to. And we, we even see that when it comes to, to teaching people about God. There's the extreme that in our world that God is this, this judging, wrathful God and that he's just waiting there to, to strike you down when you kind of get out of step or, or misbehave yourself. And, and so we have that extreme that you've seen over and over in the church. And then you go all the way to the other extreme where, listen... God is love, and God doesn't care about your sin, and, and, and it's no big deal, and all those type of things. And, and listen, the, the truth is, both of those are, are wrong. And, and so what Jesus says is, I want them to truly know you. I want them to truly know to know God. You know, I was thinking about that this week, and, and you know, one of the things that God has given me as, as a father and as a pastor is, is to help people come to the place where they serve God. You know, my desire is for my children to grow in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, to, to know that they're serving God with their life. But the only way that's going to, be, to happen, the only way that's going to take place is if they know God, if they truly know God. And so I have the responsibility then to manifest or to reveal God to them. The same thing is true for the church. My responsibility is to, to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. And so we have to then reveal God. But what we found is everybody has a perspective about who God is. You know, if I were going to go around and, you know, give me a word that describes God, we would all have our words, you know, kind, gracious, just, you know, whatever, and, and uh, sacrificial. We'd have all these words to describe God. But, but in all reality, for most, even within the, the church, for most people, their view of God has come from something outside of the word of God. Their, word of, their view of God has come from what they've been taught or, or what other people have shared with them or maybe just, just their own understanding, what they, what, they think about, what they think about God. And so when we come to number two then, that I want you to see here, Jesus, as he's talking about revealing God to these people and manifesting God to his followers so they can go on and found, find, uh, be the foundation of the church, they can preach the gospel, notice he makes a priority then of not the, the time that they've even spent with him necessarily, but on the word of God. He tells them there the, in verse number um, six, he says, that these men you've given me, they have kept what? Thy word. Verse number eight, for I have given unto them the words which thou gavest me. Verse number 14, I have given them thy word. And so Jesus, as he's talking about revealing, him, revealing himself, literally, and revealing God the Father to them, he makes a priority then of the word of God. Now, they have a job to do. And so in verse number 6, Jesus reveals God to them so that they could do this job. Verse 8, 8 and 14, we already read, he gave them the word. And then he prays for them that they be not taken out of this world. Look with me at verse number 15. I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world, but that thou shouldest keep them from evil. And so Jesus is, not, is praying that, hey, listen, I'm not praying that, that you be removed from this world. I mean, it would be kind of great, I mean, for if we accepted Jesus Christ as our Savior and then bam, like that, in the next breath, you were there in the presence of God. 
excuse, presence of God in heaven. Now, I know if you're a teenager here, you say, Lord, don't return till I graduate. Don't return till I get married. Don't return. You know, we all have those days. Some of you older people, don't, ret- don't return till I retire. Don't return till I have grandkids. You know, it's all like we want to see Jesus, but we don't want to see him until, you know, we experience all these things in this earth. You know, I really believe that, you know, we'll forget all about maybe not the grandkids, but everything else when we see Jesus and we're with him face to face. But, you know, but Jesus says, I'm praying not that you remove them from this world, but rather that you would protect them. Why? Because we have a job to do. These guys had a job to do. And so Jesus has been preparing them uh, for this job. If you look at verse number 18, he says, as thou hast sent me into the world, even so have I also sent them into the world. And so they have a a responsibility. And so this is really what Jesus has been doing. He, as he's been, like, there's a lot of reasons why he came, a lot of reasons why he lived uh, here the sinless life. One of them was to prepare these men for the work that God had given them. And so now in order to do the work God has given them, they must be sanctified. Look with me, verse 17. Sanctify. The idea of sanctify is to, to set them apart. And we think about the concept of, of sanctification and growing spiritually. And that's what, that's what Jesus is talking about. And the truth is, is when Jesus died on the cross and left and then well rose again, then ascended to heaven and left them, they still weren't where they were supposed to be spiritually. And so that's why Jesus prays, sanctify. This is a continuous process that was going to happen in their, in their life. You know, we uh, spend a lot of years educating our children, and, you know, and then you get to a stage in life, and, and they kind of figure out, what, what do you want to do when you grow up? You know, when they're little, you know, if they're boys, they want to be G.I. Joe or Marines or whatever, you know, they grow up, they want to be doctors and nurses and, you know, plumbers, lecturers. Anybody ever say a plumber? I don't think so when they're little kids, but, you know, they grow up and finally they get to around high school and we kind of like, okay, put the pressure. What do you want to do when, when you, you know, get out of high school, when you want to graduate? What do you want to do? Do you want to go to college? Do you want to go to a trade school? Do you, what do you want to do with your, with your life? And, and we push them and, and we want to give them every opportunity and advantage to do the job that, or the vocation that they're called to, that they, that they want to do. And so we invest thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars in college and other training resources, and we have continued education in most fields, and, and we, we put all of this priority and this emphasis so that they could be the best plumber or doctor or lawyer or electrician or nurse or whatever it is that they've been called to do or teacher, whatever, they, whatever it is. We want them to be the best in that field. Hey, listen, we need to invest in people that are supposed to serve God. And if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you've been called to preach the gospel to every creature, and you've been called to be a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ, and you've been called to serve God with your life. And so there's this process then of of sanctification, because I want to be the best servant of God that I can be. Well, in order to do that, I have to be more like Christ, and that's really what the picture the Bible gives us. We, we, We become more like Jesus Christ as we grow. So he says, sanctify them. Through, notice what he says there, sanctify them through thy truth, thy word is truth. And so sanctification comes through the word of God. Sanctification comes through the word of God. You know, there are a lot unfit ministers in this world. 
There are a lot of unfit ministers because the Bible, because the Word of God is not a priority in their life. I, I saw on Facebook, somebody posted yesterday, are you going to church tomorrow? And I was amazed. I looked on I clicked on it just to see, you know, it had uh, hundreds of posts and, or comments. And, and I was like, no, no, I don't need the church. No, no, the Bible is this. And just, I was like, I was just amazed at that. But, you know, it, it amazes us, but sometimes that's the same mindset that even believers have. Well, I go to church, but that's about it. I go to, for the experience or for the, it's the routine that I have in my life. Hey, listen, the Bible has to be the priority in our life if we're going to be the believer that God wants us, wants us to be in our life. And so he says, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Notice what he says in verse 19 again. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself. I set myself apart that they also might be sanctified. Notice again, through the truth, through the truth. And we must do the same thing. We have to sanctify ourselves. We have to grow spiritually. We cannot be satisfied and content where we are in our walk with the Lord. Hey, we should strive and work and labor to know the word of God and apply it to our lives so that we can be the best servant. This is what Jesus is praying for his disciples. These are the guys that are going to take the gospel forward. This should be the same desire that we have in our life. And so we see Jesus is, is training them. He's teaching them the manifestation of God. He wants them to understand who God is and, and to know God personally. We, uh, I have our equip classes on Wednesday night. And uh, this Wednesday night, uh, Brother Will is going to finish up the churches of Revelation. And so it, not this Wednesday, but in two weeks uh, from two Wednesdays from now, we're, I'm going to start a new Wednesday night equip class here in the auditorium on the foundation, foundational principles of sanctification. And the foundational principles of sanctification. You know, we kind of miss the boat. We, 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 we lack a foundation and then we kind of have a structure. What do I mean by that? We kind of have this picture of what our Christianity should look like and what our life should look like. And so we kind of add all these things into our life that we think is what we're supposed to have. And many of them are supposed to be there, but they're built on sinking sand or shifting sand. They're built on, on, on the wrong foundation. And so we're going to look at some foundational principles and that's, you know, that's just a commercial for my series coming up on Wednesday night. So it uh, has really nothing to do with the, ministry, the message, but you should come on Wednesday night, this Wednesday as Brother Will finishes up, and then to our other equipped classes if you're involved in those. But the truth is, is we're to grow spiritually. Now here's the key to this whole point and this whole message, I believe. Our third point, the disciples, they believed it. The disciples, they believed it. Notice what he says there in verse number six. I've manifested thy name unto the men which thou gavest me out of the world. Thine they were, thou gavest them me. Then notice this. They have kept thy word. Verse number eight, they received the word. Christ talks about keeping them here while he's in this life, in this world, and protecting them as they're here in this life as you go through these verses. And then he says, now they're going to have to go out and they're going to have to live by, live by faith and, and serve me and serve the Father. And he says in verse 13, and now come I to thee, praying that these things I speak in the world, that they might have my joy fulfilled in themselves. And so really the picture is this. Listen, God wants you to go out and serve him and, and have joy while you're doing it. And listen, there's nothing more joyful than serving Jesus with your life. 
There's nothing greater in life than to serving, to serving him. And, and, and we have to get beyond this idea of like, you know, we serve in the church. No, listen, wherever you find yourself on a Monday or a Thursday, you're to be serving God with your life. And Jesus wants you to have great joy in your life as you're serving him. But to be the best servant, you have to make the Bible a priority. And, and here's why these guys made it a priority. They believed it. They, they, they believed Jesus is the Son of God. Read through the passage sometime. They believed that Jesus is who he says he is. It finally clicked in their mind. For a while, we've seen in their life, they were confused and didn't know what Jesus was talking about. And finally, they came to the place that we understand who you are and why you came and what you're doing. And, and guess what? We believe it. And so they began to apply it to their life. And the Bible says they kept it. And they received it. And now they're going to live their life by faith. And man, as you read through uh, the book of Acts and you go to the New Testament, you see these guys do some great things for the Lord. And you say, wow, man, they're, they're, they must be spiritual Christians. They must be strong Christians. They must, I mean, there's just something about them that's, that's different. And, and the truth is, the only thing that's different is they believed the word of God and they applied it to their life. And the same things that these guys did are the same things that we could do today. It's the same thing we can do here in Anderson, we can do in France, we can do in Africa, we can do in Central America. It's the same thing that we could do today. But the question is, do we believe it? Now, I'm not talking, do we believe it? So we say, yeah, we're, we, you know, we believe the Bible. Do we believe the Bible is the Word of God? And, and that in it, it reveals God to us. And his instruction enough that we're going to study it and labor in the study, meditate, memorize it, apply it to our life so that we can go out and, and serve God and serve God to the best of our ability. And you know what? This week we're going to do it more so that we can grow in, in our sanctification process. We can become more like Jesus so next week we can serve him even greater. And so that we can do it even more the next week. And constantly growing and studying and applying so that we can serve him greater. And Jesus made the word of God a priority as he invested in the lives of these men. So that they could go out and serve God and do great things for the Lord. And, this, and the same thing should be true in your home. The Bible needs to be a priority in your home. If you want your kids to grow up and serve God, the Bible has to be a priority. Not just preaching at them. But you living it before them, you encouraging them to live it and go out and serve God. Listen, the Bible has to be a priority, but it starts with our belief. I believe the Bible is the word of God. And I believe we have all the instructions for our life right here. And I believe God is revealed to us and we can know him. We can know him. Listen, it's not through our experience. Well, I felt God this morning in, in the songs. Listen, I'm a very, um, I don't know, Right, we're a feely person. Like, I have feelings, and I'm emotional. That's the word I was looking for. I'm a very emotional person. And when we sing, when those girls sing, that, that stuff gets to me in my spirit, in my heart. And I, I, I'm unapologetic about that. I mean, I just, I rejoice in my soul when I sit down here and just listen to the congregation sing. I'm, I'm excited, you know, about that. But it's not about experiencing those, those feelings. It's about getting in the word of God, believing it and applying it to my life so that I can become more like Jesus Christ and so that I can serve him greater. You're not going to know God through your experience. God tells us that in his word. You're, you're not gonna, you might know that there's a God, but you're not going to know God through your experience or through your feelings or you know, through just osmosis by, by showing up. 
And so Jesus made the priority of the word of God in the lives of these disciples because he knew they had a, they had a task to do. Now, if you were to walk into a hospital and um, I walked in to do your surgery, you know, you're having a heart transplant, lung transplant. I mean, you're getting a callus removed. I don't know. And I, and I walked in and you look at me and say, well, listen, um, you know, you're a pastor, but do you have training to do this? Well, you know, not really, but I, you know, I stayed at a Holiday Inn Express or whatever it is. They said, you know, I, you know, I'm, I care about you. I, you know, I, I have some, I have some medical books on my shelf. My wife's in the medical field. I, I'm good. I'll, I'll be, you know, you'd be a little taken back. Probably if it was a major surgery, you'd probably get up and walk out and rightfully so. We can't expect to serve God to the greatest of our ability if the Bible is not a priority in our life. We can't expect to grow spiritually if the Bible is not a priority in our life. And you see, listen, I can tell you right now, if you're a lackadaisical Christian, if you're just a, you know, I show up on Sunday type Christian, the Bible's not a priority in your life. You, you don't read it, you don't study it, it's, it's not important to you. But if you want to be excited about the things of God and you want to serve God and you want to see God do great things through your life, the Bible has to be a priority in your life. For us as a church, our priority is always the preaching of the Word of God. That that's the priority. It's not our music, it's not our ministries, it's not our programs. And everything we do, our responsibility to God and to you is to preach the Word of God. That, that's, our, that's our focus. And um, so, you know, I tell people I'm not a very creative person. I don't try to create, you know, some mood or atmosphere or whatever. Our goal is just to preach, just to preach the Word of God. Get ourselves out of the way and preach the Word of God. That's our focus because it's the Word of God that changes lives. And it will change your life if you'll get in it and, and read it and study it and apply it to your life. If you want to be the greatest servant you can be, make the Bible a priority in your life. If you want to see people get saved, make the Bible a priority in your life, preach the Bible to other people. But the Bible, the Word of God has to be a priority. And so as Jesus is praying, this is what he prays. Sanctify them through thy truth. Because as you sent me, I'm going to send them. And if the Word of God is not a priority in their life, they're not going to be able to do the service. And listen, we're never going to reach this world if our church doesn't make the Bible a priority, make the, world a pro the, the Word of God a priority in our preaching. We have to make sure the Bible is the central focus, not just of our church services, but of our life each and every day. Let's stand together. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for the gospel ministry and the, what a privilege it is for us as a church to be a part of the work you're doing here in this world. And I pray, Lord, that we as a church and we as individuals would see the importance of the Word of God.